The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So it's an Avas Chaim, if you want to look it up, by Midbar. He says the following. He said there was a very rich man. He was a millionaire. And he had one son. And this son was a Russia, was a terrible, terrible boy. And this Russia, this boy lived and always went to a casino, a base Malone, where he went with his friends and he ate and he drank and he got drunk. And he used to pay because his father was a millionaire. So he used to pay his friends, you know, drinks on me, cards on me, food on me. I got everything comped, everything's on me. And he used to waste all his father's money. His father was a big tzaddik. He couldn't watch this anymore. His father became very sick. And his father was dying. But this boy wouldn't change. No matter what, this boy wouldn't change. He was really, really bad. Bad to the core. So, one day, he was dying. He called into his house, the Tzina'ir, the mayor of the city. He called in the people who support the city, and he called in the rabbis. And he also called in his son. And he gave the rabbis a million dollars to give out to the poor people. He gave the Parsani'ir money to build bridges. And he gave his son a million dollars too. And he said to his son that, I'm giving you a million dollars, but you, the minute I give you this million dollars, since you made me sick like this, I want you to leave my home. I don't want you coming back to this house for the next year. You're not to come back to this house. In a year from today, you can come back to this house. And he took the keys to the house and he gave it to the head of police. My son is not to walk into this house for the next year. And he died. And he died. And this boy went... Right? He didn't sit shiver for his father. He didn't get along. He didn't sit shiver for his father. When he didn't, go to the, he didn't go to the funeral of his father. His father died. He took his million dollars. He went to the casino. And he played for half a year. He lost the whole million dollars. Now he had no food, but he wanted to stay in the casino still, and he wanted to get money. So how do you play without money? He went to borrow. So there was a butcher who was part of a whole gang of really of cutthroats. It sounds funny for a butcher, but he, he went and he borrowed a lot of money from this butcher, and he went to, and he gambled this money and he lost it. And then he went and he borrowed money from the mafia and he gambled the money and he lost it. And he went to his friends that he had supported all the time. He asked them for food. I'm sorry, I can't help you because now there was no, he wasn't going to give them any money. They didn't need him anymore. He had nothing. And nobody would give him food and he lived on the streets. And the only reason that he was still alive and that the, the mafia and the butcher didn't kill him was because they, everyone knew that at the end of the year, he's going to get back to the house. And when he gets back to the house, he has six hours in that house. And in that house was silver and jewels and paintings that this millionaire had. And they knew that if they wait and he gets into the house in six hours, he'll bring out all this money. He'll pay them all back. So why would they kill him? So the year came up and the police came to him. On the, he was in the park bench and they walked over to him and said, here's your keys. Get to the house. You have six hours. In six hours, we're taking you out of that house. Whatever you can take out of that house in the next six hours is yours. So he comes to the house, and he comes to the front door, and of course the butcher and all the mobsters are standing there, and they're like, don't forget, we want our money. You come out of this house without our money in six hours, we're going to chop you into little pieces, and we're going to mail all those pieces to all your relatives. So this kid was very scared about what, he's going to go into the house, and he's going to get all this money. Says the Abbas in the following. So he comes into the house, he opens the door to the garden, and he sees, everything's broken, everything's all over the place. He says, look what happened to my father's palace. He opens the second door to the house, 
There's nothing in the house. Just mice. That's it. There's mice running around the house. No paintings, no silver, no furniture, no carpets. Nothing. He says in his heart, I'm going to go upstairs to my father's book room, to his den. And I knew that he had bought Svarim, Jewish books that were very expensive. I'll sell his books. So he goes up and he opens up the door and all that's in the room is a broken down table. And on that table is a mikhtav, is a letter from his father. I have to read you this letter. And this is what the letter says. Yadati b'ni Yadati. Now this father wrote this a year before when he died. I know my son, I know. Shetavoy b'yayim kazeh that you have come here today, that there's a bunch of people waiting at the front door, that if you don't pay them, they're going to kill you in a very weird way. The father wrote a year before. And therefore, my advice to you is, go upstairs to the attic. I prepared for you in the attic a gallows. In Kisei, with a chair. Kedai Lecha, what you should do, Shetal Al Kisei, get up on the chair. Tachnis Savorcha Tachas Achevel, put your neck into the noose. Titchaika Kisei, kick away the chair, Betishar Taloi, and remain hanging. And that way you'll die. Shama Lepacha is Thomas Betzina. At least in the attic you'll die quietly and privately. Techacheder in the room. At least you won't have to die and be cut into little pieces in a very weird death, under the hands of the people that are waiting for you downstairs. Father wrote this a year before this happened. When the boy read this letter from his father, he realized his father was right. He thought about it and he decided to die quietly and privately, and not to be killed in public. He went up to the attic, and he saw the gallow, the string that was hanging, and on the chair, there was another letter. And he's thinking in his heart, okay, dad pulled this off, and this letter is going to tell me where all the money is. You know, he wasn't really, he didn't really want me to hang myself. He opened up the letter, and on the letter was written, the thing that a person says when he admits all his sins in front of God before he dies. The full length, I sinned, I stole, all that various that he did. That all these years his father told him what to do and he didn't listen to him. The tears flowed down his face. Like water. But Omar and he said, I have sinned, I have sinned. And in the end he said, should be the will of God. That my death should be my forgiveness. On all the sins that I did. My father should forgive me a full forgiveness. And God should forgive me a full forgiveness. He stuck his neck, the chevel, in the in the noose, 
the Simcha Gedoyla with great happiness. Dokav say he kicked away the chair. Pisaim, Nafla HaTigra Olov, and there his neck was broken and he died. No. That's not what happened. Pisaim, went to see a reaction. I don't know what's going on over here. Pisaim, Nafla HaTigra Olov. When he swung on the beam, the whole beam came down. The string, the beam, and him all fell to the ground. And he was alive. Because the beam was sawed off by his father that it wouldn't be stick there and it would come down. And a letter floated down from the beam. And the following was written there. My lovely, beloved son. The only way you could read this letter is if you had accepted to die with happiness. I am sure that if you're reading this letter, you feel bad for everything that you have done. And therefore, I commanded you to do tshuva, that you should live and you shouldn't die in this world or in the next world. Because God doesn't want death. You should know my son, Shabagina. Go down to the garden, Bekeren Zavas in the corner. Sham Tiftach, open it up, Atira, you will find Tom and Kolo Shali. You will find all the treasures of mine hidden. Pay back those people, and now you are rich. Tikach Isha, get married. And recognize your father. Follow in my way, that you saw how you should you should treat God in my brios and how you should treat other people. This young boy became like a new creation. He ran to the garden. He found everything that was written in the letter. And he understood how wise his father was. That he didn't let him die. He realized who his real friends are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to have that noose around your neck to know who your real friends are. And which way he should go. He did tshuva for the good. And he became like his father. And everybody in town did not understand. What happened to him? He came from one end and he came to the other end. And he became one of the most important people in that city. Don't wait until the noose is around your neck to understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shemayim and that our parents, they are the wise ones. And that our Rebbe's and our teachers, they are the wise ones. And that the Torah is the wise one. Don't wait till the last second of life when a person's life is leaving this world to find out that everything you've learned and everything you've been told from the Torah that is right is really right. Because not always does the beam fall to the floor. Do tshuva now. Don't wait till it's too late. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.